Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I've always wanted to help the audience take their soul to the next level, so I've partnered with Mind Valley and other amazing free courses on spirituality, mind, body, soul, longevity, wealth, and so much more. All you need to do is go to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we welcome back channeler Christy Whitman. Now, Christy was one of my first channelers I ever had on the show all many, many episodes ago. And I invited her back so we could have a live channeling with her group to discuss quantum reality, quantum physics and spirituality, how we can use it to help manifest what we want in our life and manipulate the reality in our lives this one blew my mind. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome back to the show, returning champion, Christy Whitman. How you doing, Christy? <laughs> Hi, Alex. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. Last we spoke was about, a, I think, over a year ago. Your episode was one of, uh, one of my favorites that we've had and uh, with the council and your channeling. And you were one of my earlier guests. So I appreciate you coming on to a small fledgling show back then. And it's grown a bit now and I wanted to bring you back. So, uh, cause I'd love the council and I love the work that you're doing and wanted to share you with the new growing audience that we have here. Thank you. And congratulations. That's amazing. I appreciate it. So yeah. for people who don't know who you are, I didn't see the first episode. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown of you, what you do and the council? Yes. So first and foremost, I'm an author. I became an author over 20 years ago. I am working on my eighth book now. I've had two books that have hit the New York Times. So I've had lots of success in books on manifesting in law of attraction. So I've been working with and understanding and applying law of attraction and other universal laws, which I like to call the seven essential laws for about 25 years now and have manifested everything from my dream life partner to awesome kids, to amazing family, to houses, to incredible business, on and on and on. And I have, uh, I've been a coach. I've been certifying coaches through the Quantum Success Coaching Academy since 2008. Mm -hmm. So we um, certify law of attraction coaches and that's been amazing. I'm also an energy healer and also a messenger of light from the quantum council of light. So I do lots of stuff here and there, oh, yeah. but it's all, it's all about universal laws. It's all about manifesting. It's all, one of my books is called quantum success. It's all about tapping into the quantum field of energy and bringing it in and utilizing it, you know, being an energy master in our own lives so that Whatever is happening, whatever we want to create, we work with energy and then we see it manifest into a form. Christy, I'm exhausted hearing all the work <laughs> you do. I'm like, I can't, I mean, <laughs> any one of those things is enough, but you're amazing. So, Thank um, you. and last, so can you explain to the audience 
when you channel the council, what is your process? How do you go in and go out? Does it give you energy? Does it take energy away from you? How does it work? Yes, I feel energized. I mean, just imagine being hooked up to a like a battery, you know what I mean? It's like all of this just pure positive energy coming through. And I know some channelers feel tired afterwards. I get energized by it. And I just love it. I feel like whatever they're bringing through, I get to be the benefactor of it. And so does everybody else that gets to, you know, have that energy. Um, so when you see them and you feel them, you'll see there's a difference in my energy, which I'm pretty high vibing kind of person, but you know, they come through and it's like, whoa, it's a totally different level. So it's, it's like a, uh, just, you know, invocation of just higher energy. And, um, I, I just go in and when I'm, not here, meaning like when they are here, I'm not. So my consciousness is totally out. So, you know, you could have a conversation with them and I could come back in. You're like, Hey, the council talked about this. And I might like have a dream sense, you know, like when you, I think I had a dream last night that that's that kind of feeling I get, mm -hmm. but I don't know exactly what was said and how it was said. And so so where does your conscious go? Do you like kind of step aside? Do you sit in the back seat? Do you see what's going on and hear what's going on? Nope, or... totally out, totally out. There's been times and occasions like we were just talking about before we pushed record with Damar Hamlin, where my mm -hmm. consciousness was there with their consciousness. However, most of the time, it's like I'm going to take a nap. Oh, so you're like you're like almost like uh, completely out. So tell yeah. us that little story about Damar. That was a really interesting story. I love you to touch on that. I I love it. So we were watching my my whole family. We we're just talking about how I have boys in my family and they love sports and football. And Monday night football was the Bills and the Bengals. And my husband's favorite team is the Bills and my son's favorite team is the Bengals. So everybody was, you know, kind of like the trash talk they were giving each other about their own teams. And we're, so everybody's in, you know, watching it. And all of a sudden, DeMar did a tackle. He popped back up and then he fell back down on the ground. And we we're all watching it. And I heard the council say, go. And I was like, go where? I mean, where do you want me to go? So I went inward and I literally felt myself on the field and the council guided me to go towards his heart. And the council surrounded DeMar and said to him, in or out, it's your choice. And DeMar said to the council, in. And as soon as that was happening, I kept my hands on, on my heart. And even, even I heard my son, Max say to me, are you healing him? And I said, yeah, I am. But I was also, and it was so quiet in the stadium. I was on his heart. And right when he said, I want in, that's when the paramedics came and, you know, took him off the field and all that. But it, it was definitely his heart long before anybody else. The council knew that and told me and directed me exactly where to go. And what happened in the after, like when he when he spoke publicly afterwards, what did he say? Yeah, in an interview, my my I didn't see the interview. One of my sons told me about it, that someone asked him, do you remember what was happening um, while you were on the field? And he says, I do remember, but I'm not prepared to talk about it right now. So <laughs> I, I think he felt the council. I think he saw and felt the council. That's amazing. So, yeah. That is, that's remarkable. On, on a side note, I'd love to hear your point on this. In his, in, in Damar's soul journey, what was that event? Was that an exit for him as a part of his soul plan, in your opinion, or in the council's opinion? Like, is that because there's those, those little exits I've heard about? Like, that's when a near death experience happens, that, uh, that kind of stuff happens. This would be 
wouldn't call it a near-death experience unless he had something that we didn't know about near-death-wise that I wasn't aware of. But what he did with you was kind of close to a near-death experience. So was that an exit out for him if he wanted to go? If he, or is... if he wanted it, yes. Yeah, if That's he wanted it. it. Yeah. Was it, it, was an, it was an awakening, for him. really. Yeah, it was an awakening. Because those that have those experiences, you know, life is very different when you come back. Mm-hmm. And and life's never the same. And there's a totally different shift in perspective. So it's those moments that literally just tra- create a total different trajectory into who you become and what you experience in this life. And it was so. also so public. I mean, the whole country and parts of the world knew what happened. And it was so kind of tragic that there's a lot of energy coming towards him because of that awareness. Normal people don't get that. You, know, you don't normally don't have a near-death experience live on television. Right. It's usually private. And and sure. what's interesting, though, is the council, whenever someone does work with them or we do meditation series or these type of things, the council talks about how each and every one of us has our own stadium of light. And they do this. Like they have us imagine going into a stadium and you're at the 50-yard line or you're on the center stage or you're at midcourt or midfield and that all of those, you know, fan uh, seats, if you will, and all those levels and layers are beings of light that are there to support us. And what a crazy, I was like, wow, that's like, the, he literally was in his own stadium of light. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, because it was quiet and people were praying and, you know, it, it, for a football stadium, you've never mm-hmm. heard it so quiet. No, it was like, you could hear a pin drop, like yeah. everybody, because it was just so it wasn't a big hit. I saw it. It wasn't a big hit. When it's a big hit, people were like, there's mumbling, like, oh, God. And But it was just so like what, you know, it just seemed like he was just fell, collapsed. It was a weird. He did. Yeah, it was a very weird um, experience for everybody watching as well. So they, thank you for sharing that story. You're now, welcome. As, as a channeler, what is the most challenging aspect of the work that you do as a channeler? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. You know, for me, it's just easy. I just show up and I get to have the council come through. And so there's no real challenging part of it for me. It's it's almost easier. Like I still teach a class called Quantum Energy Mastery and I teach the class and then they come in and do Q&A and it's just easier for my consciousness to go out and their consciousness to come in. I mean, they're just, for me, it's just, it's so purposeful and it's so um, in alignment that there almost feels like there's no effort in doing that. And then I come back and, and the client's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Or wow, I just had a totally shift in perspective on what faith means or, you know, this situation or that. So I just don't find that there's any challenge with it. Let me me say this, because this is popping in. Some people will say, well, what's the difference? Because I know you've, Alex, had a lot of channelers on your show. And some of them say they channel the council or the council of eight or the council, you know, and it's helping other people understand what channeling is who i'm channeling more of that but it's for other people and their challenges to understand what's happening 
Right. The, the biggest challenge is just the acceptance and understanding of what's happening as a general statement, yes. not the process itself. Exactly. Yeah. So as, as a channeler, I've heard this from so many different channels over the years, is that the amount of energy that comes through you is intense. Yes. And that if your body and specifically your nervous system is not prepped or acclimated to it, you can blow a circuit. Oh, how yes. did it happen when they first showed up? And how did you, how did your nervous system kind of get trained? Because I've heard of channels who have like priming a priming entity come in like a smaller entity like to kind of build up their endurance until i'm like okay my work is done here now the real the real the real boys and girls are coming in and then they just get like it, it takes a minute how did it work for you i forgot i don't even have asked you in the first interview well yeah so i've been working towards you know channeling for a long time i i started hearing them my first book 20 years ago i could hear them so it, it started in stages um, through automatic writing, all my books are channeled in that way, um, through my hands would just go up in healing someone. And so th there was different stages, there was an involvement for sure. And then I started really seeing some different pictures. And they came in uh, the first time I was doing sacred circle of light, where people would come every week and do, you know, get their things healing, I had an argument, with my husband, my husband passed, you know, I lost my job, whatever the life stuff is happening. And this one woman was um, talking and she was talking about problems. And you know what it's like when your wife and your daughters are talking to you. It's like, I can't, who, who, I don't know who <laughs> to listen to, right? <laughs> and that's what happened to me. It wasn't a clear communication this time around. It was like, there's more than one of them here. And I knew it was a they. I knew it wasn't one, but usually it's a one voice that I can hear. And that's when I, and, and for the first and last time where I could hear them, I could have sworn my body like went over the chair. Like I was hanging out on the side of the chair. And when you look at the video, I'm upright, you know, it's very, very calm. I'm barely even using my hands. They, they sound like they're more, um, some would say African, some would say Australian, some would say British. And I could hear what they were saying. And that was the first time they came through. So after three years of channeling them on a regular basis, they said, okay, it was like, you've got your foundation and now we're really going. And so it was like a three-year prep of me doing that. And then it was like a whole nother up-leveling. So they continue to up-level. Um, they continue to evolve me. Um, they've been doing that a lot with my eyes, whereas I used to just totally close my eyes um, because the light that would come through when they would open my eyes, it was really um, taxing on my eyes. So they'll open them and then they'll close them. And, you know, but before it was like, my eyes were just totally shut. Mm -hmm. So, so. It, and, but it, it sounds like the first time they channeled, did you give permission for them to come in or? Yes. Yeah. Cause that's a, a part of this process. Yeah, absolutely. Like anytime I go to get them, somebody asked me that recently, are they always there? Like, are you like, okay, counsel, where are you? It, no, they're always there. It's by my invitation. Cause you know, we are the ones that need to receive. We're the ones that are in collaboration and partnership 
with the divine in us, or whether we call it the council, our guides, you know, we're the ones that we initiate it. We're the initiators. So when we're asking, we're intending, they're always there. They're not like, yeah, I'm on a coffee break. I'll see you in about 10 minutes or maybe later, you know, they're, they're there. So they're not at a bar or watching a movie is what you're saying. No. <laughs> having some shots no (laughs) i would i would actually really like to visit a bar where the council and ascended masters are hanging out i mean that would probably be a good (laughs) good bar a good bar to be uh so today we're going to tackle the conversation of quantum physics and spirituality which is a very popular idea and how quantum physics is starting to catch up with spirituality and what spirituality and ancient texts have been talking about for a long time and how those two are kind of connecting and how quantum physics is actually explaining deeper concepts of spirituality in a way that is ve- it's a very upsetting to the establishment. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> as Einstein said, the spooky, it's spooky yeah. physics. It, they don't want to even deal with it because it throws materialism out of, out of whack. Uh, but it's starting to get to the point where they can't ignore it anymore. Right. Um, I think the guy who just won, either it was a guy, a gal, or a group, just won the, the Nobel Prize for quantum physics, was, it was about um, how, I think it was about basically how entanglement or some big theory in quantum physics that they said, no, this is big sense. The, the Nobel Prize give for physics is not something that's given very easily. And quantum physics is extremely difficult to yes. get because it can't be proven yes. technically. But they got it. So it's a there's a step moving in in this in the physics community and the science community. So really curious. So I love to hear. I love to have. I have a bunch of questions for the council about it, and uh, it should be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> well, let me go get them. All right. Have fun. We are here. We like the idea of going to a bar. Would you like to join <laughs> us? We've never been to one. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> nice to see you again. A pleasure. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. We are delighted. So my first question to you is, how does quantum physics relate to the concept of spirituality? It's all one. It's all one. When you think about it, everything is energy. Everything is frequency. Everything that comes from anything is a vibration. This is a vibratory universe. And so it is not this is spirituality. This is quantum physics. It is the quantum field in which spirit, in which soul self, divine self, is birth. It's all the same. It's all one. It's like one religion calling someone God Allah and another one calling it God. It's the same entity. It's the same. It's all one. And so when it's the practice of understanding how things get from pure positive energy and then get created into a physical experience, it's the same. It's just a different approach. Makes sense. Makes sense. So are there any spiritual implications or connections within the fundamental principles of quantum physics? Well, yes. That, first of all, that there is this, say, quantum field. 
there is a quantum field in which something gets activated, as Christy was talking about, as Christy was saying, there's an initiation. There's an initiator, which is the human. It is the physical that initiates that, that energy. And it is that partnering between the physical and the non-physical that must create more physical. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. You cannot just have, it's like having a container of water. If you want to bring that water with you in the car or to the bar or wherever you want to go, there has to be a container. Each and every one of you are a container for light. And that quantum physics of understanding that it is molecular structure, it is subatomic particles that lowers itself down. You were asking Christy a question, Alex, about her preparation for even channeling. It's like this. We must lower our vibration and she must increase her vibration so that the higher and lower can meet and then have this experience of what you call channeling. So it is the same. It is the receiver of the physical to be able to use pure positive energy to manifest it into a physical form. Mm-hmm. The, the energy non-physical always does get transmitted into physical, into form. Energy is constantly moving. It, can't, it cannot stop. It can change form. And that's where you see where you deconstruct or you decrystallize something and then you recreate something. To the human eye, it might look like in your own energy field, you sell this house so you no longer have it and then you buy this one, you attract this one. The process by which looks transactional, sell this, buy this. But what do you now have in your energetic field? You have a new manifestation, a new place, new doorway, a new property where you walk in and you no longer have the other one. Well, let me ask you this. We are all, all things in this existence are made up of atoms, electrons, neutrons, and so on. Um, What quantum physics has and even uh, scientists have been able to determine now is that we are all energy. You go down as far as you can with a microscope. There is space between. There is no solid anything. There's nothing that's solid. That materialism has kind of been thrown upside down because of that, because it's just been proven that that's not the case. My question to you is, what organizes the atoms into Christy, into Alex, into the table behind you, into the microphone? What is the organizing factor that brings those together for a time and then deconstructs it as time goes by? Well, that is the the science in the quantum physics. That is the sense of physics. That's where we say 
it is all the same. It's where one in the energetic spirit realm, if you will, then gets translated into the physical, gravitational, physical polarity world. This is mm -hmm. where it lowers its vibration and then coalesces. It comes together. It, it's like a sense of gravity, how it pulls things into each other, how it keeps it grounded mm -hmm. and solidified. All of that is where all of these particles come together. It's like a magnet magnetizing something to it. It's where the denser on this physical earth plane collect all of those different particles, all of those different energetic vibrations to come together to create the matter. But you cannot have matter without the energy. It doesn't exist. Right. That's how planets and solar systems are created, where the, the, the over time, the, gravi the gravitational pull is being brought in and brought in brought until the point where it creates it creates the planet and creates a solar system because of the gravitational pull of a star or sun or something along those exactly. lines, correct? Exactly. It, it is by that and understanding that it, it is with your question, how is spirituality and quantum physics, many think of them as so different. But when you think about it, you are a physical man. Christy mm -hmm. is a physical woman. But what's animating you? Right. When, when you look at something or someone that is no longer alive, there's no pulse. There is no uh, processing of the mind. Energy's that person gone. cannot talk anymore. All right. of that is the energy. It's life force. So you can't have the physical without the non-physical, without it then being considered, oh, this person is no longer alive. They are dead. What is, what is the life? It's the energy. And you need both to have that animation. Is that, is that kind of, then what is consciousness in this conversation? It, it, well, how does consciousness and quantum physics connect? It's all one. See, you understand that consciousness, there's higher consciousness, which is energy. Mm -hmm. Energy. It's, 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 it, it's a spectrum. It, it, the purest energy is pure positive. It is each of you individuals that say, I want to feel peace. I want to feel abundance. I want to feel freedom. I want to feel joy. And as you are the partnering aspect, the physical to the non-physical, as you are claiming, declaring, intending, wishing, there's many words for it, as you are saying, I want to feel, I want to receive the energy of compassion, that pure positive energy coalesces into that exact vibration. Think of it like a piano keyboard. You have a whole spectrum Mm -hmm. of the notes right. who chooses the notes the it's not energy right it's the consciousness you, the, of the person yes you the player say i want to hit this note or that note or many notes together then to create something in the physical that becomes a song but consciousness so 
pure consciousness, each and every one of you are filled with divine consciousness. And your divine consciousness is always pulsating to the space of pure support. If we could bring it into a place for humans to understand and interpret, you're designed for wholeness and well-being. The divine part of you never focuses on sickness or separation. It, it, it has no consciousness of that. And that purity of consciousness, whether it's focused on the prosperity or the abundance or the success, it never goes into not enoughness or lack. Mm -hmm. It stays consistent in that higher vibration. Now it's the human that when you hook up with that higher consciousness, you then feel the expansiveness of that success, of that abundance, of that well-being. It's the free-willed individual that has their own consciousness. Let's, let's talk about this for a minute because this is mm -hmm. big. Mm -hmm. If divine consciousness is pure positive energy and it's always coming through you it's what you're breathing it's what is beating your heart it's what all of you have accessible to you it's in front of you it's to the side it's it's in you it's all around there's no place that divine consciousness is not but you as the human being with the words that you say with the thoughts that you think with the perspective, with the images that you hold in your own individual minds, with the feelings you either feel or process, and the very actions, the very behaviors, the, ha the habits. This is how a individual's consciousness gets formed. And depending on those actions of consciousness, are you bringing in the divine consciousness of divine thoughts? Are you speaking divine words that are expansive and match that pure positive energy? Or are you negating it, speaking away from it? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So then let me ask you this. I understand the concept of what you're talking about regarding the consciousness of the person, but what about the consciousness of the flower or the ant or the animal uh, or the tree? Where's that consciousness and, and what's, where's that programming, if you will? I understand how we are programmed, meaning the, the code for us, if you will, to use the yes. analogy of, of, of computer code. What is the computer code, if you will, for the rose, which is conscious as is when it's alive, it follows the sun, the grass, the blade of grass follows the sun, gets the nutrients. There's a limited amount of consciousness there. Even ants, limited amount, animals, limited, all at different levels. What, where does that come from? That comes from the energy. It comes from the pure positivity. It comes from if a rose, for example, has grown through the stem and budded, it has that energetic consciousness. It's the same pure consciousness that grows that blade of grass that mm. has that energy through the tree but yes 
different from the tree to the blade of grass, to the rosebud, and to you, there is human consciousness. The blade of grass, think about it this way. The blade of grass does not say to another blade of grass, I'm better than you are. It doesn't <laughs> have that consciousness. Right. The rose does not say to the other one, my color is better than your color. It doesn't have that awareness. It doesn't have that ability to compare and contrast like humans do. It mm -hmm. just blooms. It doesn't have, here's the sure. difference. Sure. It doesn't have any resistance to following the light. And that resistance is ego. The resistance, well, let's talk about ego because ego gets a bad rap. Everybody's mm -hmm. got to kill your ego. Well, the divine likes the ego. Let's talk about you. The ego wouldn't have been created. All of it in its wholeness and oneness was created for the benefit of the expanding universe. Mm -hmm. What gets human beings in trouble is not the idea that there is an ego because the ego is what do you prefer that's different than what somebody else prefers. What, what is the idea of what you want to create and where you want to go on vacation or if you want to create a family or not? These are all parts of that ego. The part, though, is the limitation. The parts that are created in limitation or lack, that's the ego part that needs to be evolved because it's that part where the ego, let's say, says, I'm better than you are. Well, in pure positive energy and in higher consciousness, all are whole, all are part of the experience. The divine that is living through you and living through Christy and all of your wonderful listeners and viewers, mm -hmm. it doesn't have, oh, I like that one better than this one. It just shines like the rosebud or the blades of grass. It just gives. It gives the life force. And it's the receptivity of each individual. Do you allow a lot? Do you allow a little? Based on what you in your consciousness limit or allow and receive. Got it. So the consciousness of the blade of grass obviously is different, or the animal is obviously different than our consciousness. But the purpose of our consciousness, I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is to evolve, to go back to the light, to to learn our lessons and to get back to source. What is the point of the consciousness of the blade of grass? Because it doesn't seem to evolve, at least that we can perceive. As we, yes, as humans can perceive, the blade of grass serves a purpose. That's what Christy will say. What is the purpose of a skunk? The purpose <laughs> of it, what does it do? It's one animal she can't. I get that the spider eats the fly and this eats the that and this eats the that and, this, and the, we eat the broccoli. And, and what's the mm -hmm. point of a skunk? It's all, it, think of it this way. You have children. Did your children ever yes. play with Legos? Yes. Okay. 
if your or Barbies or things like this, if if your children was playing with Legos, a Lego set, and they created something and they went, "Ooh, that was fun," let me create something else. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that there is variety, and the blade of grass as a lawn it creates part of the experience of life. Isn't it nice to go onto a bed of grass and lay there? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all for the involvement. The biggest people are searching for purpose and meaning and wanting to know what is my purpose? What's the purpose of all of this? You're all going to be very disappointed to hear it's all for the enjoyment. It's all for the expansiveness. All of you were created to come into a soul, to create with your soul self in a human body, to evolve, to create more light. And yes, there is this thing called polarity in your land where you have evidence of polarity on one light where there are people that don't do light-filled things Mm -hmm. all the way to a man such as yourself that has a show dedicated to soul light and Mm -hmm. having these conscious conversations so that others can evolve but if we didn't have the contrast we couldn't evolve so it's a necessity to have the positive and the negative because if this was all positive we'd just be in the spirit world. Correct. (laughs) This is why you choose to come in because there's contrast, but where your human understanding or consciousness comes in is, do you notice the contrast and have resistance to the contrast or do you pivot off of it and flow in a very different direction? Mm -hmm. That is the gift. Well, let's let's get back to quantum physics for a second, because there's this concept called quantum entanglement, which is is fascinating to me. How can quantum entanglement relate to the interconnectedness of all things in spirit in spirituality specifically? Well, everything is. It's the idea that there is separateness when there isn't. Everything is. We like to instead of entanglement, we like to say energy transference. It's the same thing. When you and Christy are having a conversation, you both were giggling because you couldn't hear her and she was <laughs> laughing at you. And, and there was a up-leveling of energy. There was an energy tra- transference of joy. Mm-hmm. When you hear someone say something or do something, oh, the best, do you remember over a year ago, with the Academy Awards oh, and God, yes. what yes. what happened. Okay, yes. let's use this as an example. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock, comedian, comes up on stage. He makes a comment or a joke. That's his job to do that, to entertain people with his jokes. Mm-hmm. And he made a joke, which Will Smith laughed at. He thought that was pretty funny until he looked over at his wife, who was not happy about it, and that anger got transferred to him. That lit up places within him Hmm. over many years of 
having disapproval and anger coming at him from his wife, mm -hmm. that got ignited. And that is what pulled him up on stage. And then that energy got transferred to Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. That was an energy transference. Now, everybody that was watching it, that energy also got transferred. People were talking about it from psychologists to therapists to everybody, everybody in the world was talking about their perspective and their opinion because that was an anger, a frequency of anger that got transferred to one to the other. And Chris Rock, doing a beautiful job of keeping the show, he let the energy go in that moment. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. But that's, that's the entanglement, that understanding that the universe is whole. If it's felt here, it's felt over here. And that's why we talk about each one of you mastering your own energy because had that been a very different thing, had had the wife, Jada, had she mastered her own energy and released the anger that she was feeling or her own insecurities in that moment, kept to herself and let it go, it would have been a very, we're not blaming Jada, but that would have been a very different experience of the energy transference. Sure, sure. And like you said, there was a lot of kindling in that fire that all it just needed a little spark and that little spark because it wasn't about the moment. It was about maybe a decade of other things that were going on at will. It, uh, indeed. And that's what happens in other couples. You might course. harbor, 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 and something <laughs> might spark something. And then not, it gets transferred. It's not about the dirty dish. It's never about the dirty dish. <laughs> it never really is. Christine and her husband had something the other day where he was baking corn on the cob and had put milk in the thing. And it, it, he decided to go have a conversation in the other room. And then the pot was boiling over. And, <laughs> and, and she was like, hey, the cleaning lady came today. And it was all cleaned. And, and it was not about the dirty dish. It was a deeper thing of, are you being responsible? Are you watching what you're doing or are you leaving to go take a conversation? So there's always that. And that's the thing is that when all of you can take a understanding of your own energy, what your mind is thinking, what your emotions are, your emotions are your emotions. And when you feel that whoosh of emotion come up, do you have the proper tools and techniques to understand that you are an energy being living in a world where there is contrast, where you are relating with other human beings? What mm -hmm. do you do when someone insults you? What do you do when that contrast comes up? How do you process your own energy so that you can then align back with your divine consciousness, not in the lower level, I'm hurt, I'm resentful, I'm offended, I'm mm -hmm. angered, and let that be your energetic set point. Because that completely 
misaligns you to the truth of who you are because your divine self doesn't sit in stew in resentments or angers. That's pure positive energy waiting for you to utilize mm. and to receive. So quantum entanglement involves day-to-day. -day. It's, it's in your day-to-day -day relationships and it's all about energy. Do you feel you are aligned with yourself or are you looking at your partner and saying, why aren't you feeding? Why aren't you giving me? Why can't you fill me up? Well, let me ask you this, because quantum entanglement, the biggest thing and everything you're talking about negates the concept of time and space, which is a, a process of materialism. Like everything is time and space. Everything you said, the transfer of energy is instant. Yes. If one thing happens here, it's automatically happening somewhere else. That's the concept of quantum entanglement. And there's no connection. And it's an instant, instant thing. This conversation is an example of quantum entanglement. And to a certain extent, the internet is, I can instantly be talking to you or to somebody in Australia. And there is no time or space other than the logging in. Once we're logged in, that connection is there and we are like in the other room. Now, if you say something negative, let's say, and it offends me, that transfer of energy is instant, no matter where you are in the world. Can you kind of just dig a little bit into that and explain that concept to people? Because that is the bigger idea that I'm trying to put out there. And I'm not the only one who's ever done this. You do it as well in your teachings is that we are all one and that we're all connected and anything we do to one, the other feels. And it's just this oneness idea. Can you please elaborate? Well, it's energy. Let's go back to the understanding of how you as humans relate with energy. There's three aspects. You are an energy receiver. Mm -hmm. You are an energy container and you are an energy transference you are an energy transmitter now a lot of people that understand about law of attraction they understand that what i give out comes back that is a universal law so you've got a lot of people focusing on what i'm going to give out so i can get back in but there's a larger picture to that i want the guy so i need to feel good in order to attract the guy nothing wrong with that but understand what you're talking about is a much deeper level. If you yourself as an energy container are feeling low energy and you go out and maybe you listen to something on the internet, maybe you go on social media and someone says something rude, you're picking up on that energy because you're not in your own fullness in your own energy field. If you go to the grocery store, you're driving in your car and somebody else zooms by you or gives you the birdie or whatever, they're in a energy because of this energy transference, their energy gets you pick it up because you're receiving. This is the whole concept of impasse where people feel I'm so sensitive to energy, I can't be around people. So they become recluse. They, they avoid people as best as they can because they're constantly picking up on energy. Well, if you understand that your container can be filled up, 
by your own choosing of vibration and you're filling up your container it's like this this is a, a container of water if if this gets filled to the top nothing else is getting in it's gonna just it's not gonna accept in that water it's filled so fill yourself up with light fill yourself up with compassion Fill yourself up with the energy of support or love because then you hold that in your container. That then is the vibration that you send out. It affects your thoughts. It affects your physical body. It affects your energy field. It affects your emotions. And then you are the influencer instead of letting yourself be influenced by somebody else's lower vibration. And it is that higher vibration that transmutes the lower. So that is why I've read so much about yogis who are not affected by anybody else's energy to a point where they could take a psychedelic mushroom or five or 10 of them and it has no effect on them because they're not vibrationally, they just don't connect with it. Um, And it's hard for people to understand that, but and you you and i think everybody has met somebody who when they you know if you say something that i don't believe in let's say it's not going to really move me very much because i'm very i'm very full and understand my my point of view or my belief is solid i'm not threatened by anything you might say that is different i might be open to ideas it might, if it rings true if that energy rings true to me it might be something i investigate but if you tell me that trees talk and they walk around i'm gonna go uh, you know i'm not gonna try to defend that point <laughs> you know or even a deeper level with religion or politics or something like that if you're more if you're if you're if you're more control of your energy which is what you're saying yes. other things really bounce kind of off of you yes correct? yes it's the pain body It's the pain body that people are walking around with, why they're getting so offended. It's not them in the fullness of their light body. Think about this. If you have a sunburn and someone comes up to you and says, hey, Alex, and barely touches you, it's Mm -hmm. like, ah, right? It wasn't a hit. Yeah. It was, yes. But if someone just comes up to you and you're not sunburned and they go, hey, Alex, you're like, hey, man, whatever. It's the pain body. So many humans, and we have just such compassion, are living with traumas and imprints and false beliefs in lack of their unworthiness, of their, their, mm, the, the, the value or the place of not feeling that they are enough, the criticisms, the judgments, living in a state of victim and drama. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And when you return, it's all humans because you're all reared in this way when you're little you understand that if you need something whether it's food or water or you want affection or attention or approval you look outside of yourself and if mother 
is busy cooking dinner because she loves you and wants to feed you and you're dancing around and she's not you're not getting the attention from her little ones go oh I must not be important enough or I must not be good enough or mom doesn't love me that you humans make these black or white very up down concrete decisions loved or unloved worthy or unworthy and this becomes part of the fabric of the consciousness that you then create from those imprints but when you start to understand that a thought or a belief that is based in lack i'm not supported i'm not appreciated i'm not loved i'm not successful i can't ever do whatever it is my body is failing me all of these false beliefs these can be returned back to the truth of light which is you are well there is a wholeness of your beingness because you are breathing the very divine that loves you infinitely and when you can understand your source is not your partner or your client or this avenue your source is the very presence and power that breathes you and the more you connect with that and feel the oneness and the wholeness with that beingness that then is law of attraction you attract more evidence of you being supported and loved and well and abundant and success in all things because it all comes first from energy and isn't it amazing how powerful a thought the energy that a thought has is so powerful in both negative and positive isn't it it is the good news is though the divine almighty created a, a positive thought to have such a higher rate of vibration than a lower thought but they're still creative you change mm. your negative thoughts to to positive ones and you become in the place of manifesting what you want you get in alignment and that's when you see evidence of abundance not the lack now i would love to hear your point of view on how quantum physics or does quantum physics support the idea that the universe that we live in is a cosmic hologram or a simulation of some sort? Well, it's an extension. Okay. It's an extension. There is no compartmentalizing. It is all one. And so with each, each if you really think about this, you yourself, Think about you in your own physical body mm -hmm. with all that you have created, where you live, the city you live in, your wife, your children, your friends. This is your multiverse. And there is a life force that lives within you that has created this thing called your life, Alex's life. Mm -hmm. This Thing, this energy, this presence, this power is the same within Christy, but she's in a female body. 
You two were talking about that. She has all males in her house. You have all females in yours, right? You have your own place that you live. Your life is from an outpicturing, from the things that you look at from your five senses and entertain with and hug and do and all that is different. Mm-hmm. The divine in you is the consistency it's the sisterhood and brotherhood it's the oneness but it all gets individualized very differently within each and every single human life all based on your free will and choices based on what revs you up what enlivens you based on that individualized extension of the divine within you it's a different cosmopolity within you than it is in every single one of your listeners well let me ask you this how does my ability to create my own universe if you will a multiverse in my life how does that affect my wife's or my children or the cat or the dog or the friend that i live how did how do they all coexist? Because they each have their own yes. universe. Yes. Yes. But the souls, if you will, you if you were negative person and your wife was a positive person, you wouldn't first come together. Right. There's a resonance that happens. They say opposites attract. Yes. Characteristics of such, Christy's very different from her husband, mm-hmm. but the energetic vibration are similar. And so then as you co-parent together, you raise these children in a similar environment with a similar vibration. There's a coexistence and a co-collaboration and a co-harmonizing um, that happens so that this one and this one that are living that you are all in your own energetic vortexes. You're all in your own energetic consciousnesses, Mm -hmm. but you attract together like the very atoms of your cells and the the body that you live in. Well, let me ask you this. How is it though that someone who's, uh, let's say uh, a, a victim and an abuser Eventually, they do attract and they get married. How is that? The pot, the, they obviously are two different vibrations. And, and but I've, you need you know, one for the other. A, so a, how does that a, work? A bully yeah. needs a victim. <laughs> okay. So it's a different vibe. It's a, a matching of a Lego piece, two Lego pieces. It's a resonance. We'll give you, we'll give you an example from Christy's life. Many, many years ago, Christy realized as she has developed her abundance, awareness, and consciousness, she realized one day when she was frustrated with her husband, he was laying in the bed and she walked into the bedroom and she says, I just realized you will never win. And he went, what are you talking about? And she said, because I was raised that the men never do enough. They never make enough. They never do enough. They never diaper enough. They never do enough. That is the mentality 
of most of the women that were in my family. So the men and how I was raised, you're going to always disappoint. And he went, my mom felt that men would never amount and wouldn't do. And so I've expected as a man that I'm going to always disappoint. Do you see the wow. perfect match? He expects to disappoint. She expects the man's going to be disappointed. What a beautiful place of attraction they came together at. Mm -hmm. Until they both busted that belief. And changed their energy. The, the soul vibration still mm -hmm. vibrates together, but the human lack, hurts, pain body was very much in alignment with each other. And I have to, because we you said this a couple times in this conversation, I just want to dig into it a little bit. And this is not an easy one. The multiverse. This concept of the multiverse is becoming more and more popular, coming from quantum physics, but it's been in science fiction and comic books for years. But recently, it started to really start to become more popular, this idea of the multiverse, which, to my understanding, comes from quantum physics. Indeed. Uh, so can you explain how we could be living multiple lifetimes in multiple realities at the same time? And I'm just talking about this current time period. Let's not even start talking about, quote unquote, the past or the future and, and um, versions of me in different lifetimes. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Yes, this is a big concept, as you said. Yeah. Let, let us talk about future. Okay. Because anything you do decide, any decisions you make shifts your future projection, mm -hmm. right? So right here, right now, there are versions of you. Let's look at it this way. From the most simplistic way, we can make a very big concept. There is a version right now where if you think in lack and limitation, if you are worried there's a version that can vibrate in that space. And at the same time, what also exists is the version of you that is in a place of abundance. Mm -hmm. There's also a version of you that is neutral to both. So it's like there's insufficiency, that's a version. There's sufficiency, that's a version. And there's all sufficiency. Those coexist right now as potential and possibility. And there's a version of you that is experiencing all of that. But you with the conscious awareness where the presence and the power is, where you are identified in this experience, you get to easily connect. What version do I want to energetically? It's not a physical thing. It's an energetic energetically do i want to connect with the part of me that doesn't feel good or the part of me that feels good or the part that feels really good that's the multiverse it's an energetic choosing so because those I... ex those experiences exist right now 
So if I choose one, what happens to the other two? Are there other versions of me somewhere else experiencing those other two? Yes. And how does that work? <laughs> oh, it's, it's all energy. See, humans like to think, like you like to humanize God. God's this person or sitting on a cloud like Santa Claus checking a sure. list. Are you, are you good or bad? Yeah. Sure, yes, sure. yes. It's the energetic versions. And okay. because you are the physical version. You can't. Got it. Yes. It's starting to, the head's starting to hurt a little bit. <laughs> well, we don't mean to hurt the head. We want to expand the heart. Well, that's the thing is that we get to, we start to get to a place where the concepts are so beyond our own capacities. I hear this from near-death experiencers. It's difficult to express in language. And so we can go only so far with the language and the, 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 the hardware that we have been put into this place. But when you're in, from what I've heard from near-death experiences, when they're on the other side, they get downloaded with all information. So they go, oh, I understand quantum physics now. Oh, I understand this now. I understand that now. It's instant where yes. we, can't, we can't do that with this, this hardware, if you will. And this is why we the quantum council of light that is with Christy and the council, why we talk about you're here. You chose to be here. You have a divine being breathing you that wants you here. You are co-creating with it and you get to choose your earthly life experiences. You in fact do create your own reality so instead of trying to figure out what's out there, which you already know from a physical perspective, and you can certainly align with and bring in that divine wisdom for, create your best life, have fun, create pleasurable experiences, expand by what you want to do and what you want to be and what you want to experience. Let yourself master your own energy through your relationships and through witnessing your children and through the light that you that prevails through your service, through the things that you want to, whether it's a piece of music or art or a company. Let yourselves create on this rock in these physical bodies by utilizing the energy that is always available for you. Now, finally, do you have any parting messages for the audience? Well, one way always say, and it's important for all of you to know, you are infinitely loved. Be well, dear one. Just allow yourselves to receive a nice downpouring of light, just connecting with your divine self, allowing light, energy, Imagining it coming down through the top of your head, just filling up every single cell in your body with light. Breathing in and breathing out, letting yourself embody through your hips. <laughs> How was that? That was an intense conversation. It was a deep we we took it to, we took it, we we stretched i don't know if you how much you remember or not but we stretched ideas 
to the, essentially the edge of comprehension where Ooh. we could start where we started to get to the point where like it, it, can't, it can't there's no the language isn't there so we started to push to the and that's why i'd love to go i'd love to go to the edges and see how far more i can get bring these concepts back in and and again all for the benefit of the people listening and the audience listening that these concepts in quantum physics and how they relate to spirituality it was it was a wonderful conversation so thank you so much for that awesome alex thank you so much for having us did they Not open their eyes did they open oh, my eyes i should say oh a lot most of the, oh most really of the, most okay. of it was open most well, of it was open most yeah because last time you were closed most of the time yeah yeah evolve so evolve evolvement we all evolve it, it's all evolving. <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you a few questions to ask all the guests yes. um what is your definition of living a fulfilled life uh you know really first of all feeling it because it's not about what we do or what you have yes those things matter but it's really about having that essence that connection to the energy of fulfillment that's what creates more fulfillment in everything that we do. So it's, it's really connecting to that energy. If you had a chance to go back in time and speak to the little girl that used to be you, what, what advice would you give her? <laughs> well, that she is enough and don't believe what the criticisms and the judgment that you like what the council always says that you're infinitely loved and you're adored. And, you know, there's, there, there's just great, great love. And uh, you're not a victim. There's so much I've gone back so many times and evolved those parts of me. And, and those were always the message have compassion for yourself instead of judging yourself or beating yourself up. How do you define God? Essence, energy, all that is everything creator, um, life breath. I mean, it's, 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 resource supply it's all <laughs> everything it's, it's all <laughs> and what is the ultimate purpose of life to have joy to create to experience to express our divine design you know to to have love and be loved and where can people find out more about you the council and the great work that you're doing so um you could go to watchyourwords.com forward slash next n-e-x-t and you can go to christywhitman.com as well that's my main website and do you have any parting messages for the audience yes well first of all alex i just want to say thank you for all that you do and it's amazing to see your success just build and build and obviously you've got that uh, as the french say that je ne sais quoi that helps people <laughs> feel you know that they can come here and feel comfortable and receive information so i just want to say thank you for that thank and you. Yeah. And, and for, you know, letting me be a guest again. And, you know, if any of this resonated with you, it's because it's truth. It's, it's the truth. And the more we believe in the spiritual truth that we are abundant and that we are provided for, and that we are infinitely loved, as the council says, the pain body gets diminished and uh, it's a very different way of living. Christy, thank you. Thank the council for coming in and uh, I appreciate what you're doing for the world. So thank you again, my dear. Thank you so much. I want to thank Christy so much for coming on the show and sharing her knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 306. 
And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.